Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. When can I quit my job? Episode 5. Hola, welcome in. Wow. <laughs> to another episode. This is episode yeah. something of our show that we make together. Yep. And say hi, Liz. Hi. hi. You're supposed to yeah. say hi, Liz. Hi. Oh. That's the joke. Gotcha. You didn't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> say hi, Noah. Hi, Noah. Good job. Yes. Nailed it. Um, so today we're talking about the last straw. And I'm, not in the literal sense. No, there's more straws. Yes. And not um, about the last plastic straw because they've all been outlawed either. <laughs> <laughs> but I just came yeah. up with that. Um, that was good. Thanks. So I'm talking about the last straw when it comes to your job or your way of life, that kind of thing. And so I'm going to paint a picture. Today I'm relying on the keen intellect of our of our audience, of the Quitheads, we've decided. Yes. I didn't mention this, but we've talked about it, and we're naming our listeners the giant growing mass of you, the Quitheads, mm-hmm. because you're obsessed with quitting your job, or you wouldn't yeah. be here. Yeah, just like us. Yeah. We're the original. We're the original Quitheads. That's right. And you wouldn't be here listening to our shenanigans unless. You had some interest in it as well. So the last straw, I'm going to spin a yarn that is fictional about my job uh, in, in my current state. Really? Um, <laughs> 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 it's a legend uh, oh. about, so we, we mentioned on an earlier episode that we wanted to go to the 10X Growth Con uh, Conference. Grant Cardone's conference that he has other um, successful people basically inspiring entrepreneurs and uh, I work as I said at the post office that part's true actually so I'm, I'll tell the rest of the story as though it's true but for the sake of um, record keeping it's fictional so just suspend reality and imagine this story is real so in December when we found out that we were going to the 10x growth con we find well we we bought tickets before that. They hadn't announced where or when yet um, because it was only like $96 a person or something like that. And I said, let's go for it. Why not? I should be able, we should be able to make it there. And then they announced when it was and where it was in December. And like I mentioned in, a, in an earlier episode, uh, we weren't 100% sure we were going to be able to go because of finances and stuff like that. And, and at, at the post office, you can't request off right away um, when the when the year turns like, or it's station per, by station, but so I couldn't request off until that was probably the first week in January, and so I requested off a weekend. So you yeah. can't request off like in 2018 for 2019. Correct. From, okay, yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't exactly sure. That's what you meant. Yeah. So you had, even though we knew about it in December, before December really. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Learned, we learned about it knowing it would be the following year. Right. The date was announced. So basically, you couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. So once a week, I was asking, "Hey, when can we request off? When can we request off?" And I, f- I finally could request off. Long story short. People are off for one reason or another. There's three people who are gone. I mean, there's paternity leave. There's someone had a surgery. There's some guys going out of town for a union meeting. And th- so they couldn't cover this shift for me. 
And as we mentioned also before in previous episodes, my biggest probably reason that I want to quit my job is control over my own time. As a 38-year-old grown-ass man, I feel like I should be able to get a weekend off if I so desire, especially if I have, you know, months prior notice and, you know, work management and tell them as soon as I can and say, you know, and I went through this whole rigmarole with them. They, they attempted, uh, to their credit, they attempted to contact other offices and see if they had additional assistance that could come in and help. That we know. (laughs) That... I, I do believe them. Okay. I believe them. I'm not I'm not pinning this on them. Um, I'm I'm pinning it on the job in general. But so I'm forced into a situation where we can forfeit our tickets, which were only a couple hundred bucks. But then we also bought plane tickets, which were a few hundred more dollars. And we have Airbnb reservations, which were a few hundred more dollars. And we have bus tickets to get to the airport, which were a hundred more dollars. And all for this nonsense that they can't get one person to cover one day for me, basically. And basically, they, my, my postmaster and my manager both know I've been trying for weeks to get this off. And keep in mind, this is a hypothetical. And... Um, <laughs> so I've decided that I'm, I'm calling this a it's a family emergency because the future of our financial life is at stake. So I'm going to call in on a Saturday, or a Friday and a Saturday, which is going to make everyone at work hate me because they all are going to know that it's bullshit and that. Um, but it's not. It's not. But it, it for is. them. I yeah, guess. yeah. Yeah. They think, oh, a trip to Miami, fun, I think, uh, could change our financial future. So it is legitimately... Like, we, your dad will be down there. When we're down there, we can't even visit. We're going to be so busy. Right. I mean, it would be a drive. It's not like he's in the same town as us. But, like, I think that probably is the perception. Right. That, and granted, it'll be a little bit nicer for us because the weather is going to be warmer than here. But really, yeah. our job is to meet other like-minded people, network with them. Right. It just so happens to be Miami, but we would have gone if it was in Kentucky. Right. Not, no, it's going to be indoors like, at a baseball stadium. So, I mean, and we're going to be in there all day. So, we'll have the night hangout. But anyway, but yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, <laughs> so, it made me just more over my job than maybe I've ever been. And I wanted to talk about it while, while I still have that feeling in me. So, and it's it's my job to take that that fire in my belly and turn it into fuel for our business and a positive energy in our lives, which isn't going to be easy. But that's what I want to do with it. I want to think about how ridiculous this situation is. That you know I couldn't come in early December and just ask for a weekend off and get it. Like that right. just rubs me in such the wrong way that and you've been there for a while we talked about that yeah like you're, so portion of i feel like how the post office operates is by seniority it's because it's because it's union and i won't get into that right yeah. now so i feel like too you've kind of paid your dues you're in the top half of people mm-hmm been there it's not like you've only been i'm there six in seniority amongst full-time employees there's 12 of us in the office yeah, so I feel like you've definitely put in the time. You're a really yeah. good worker. I mean, there's never been issues, so I just wanted to add that. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I've, I don't know, maybe I've had, like, 
quote unquote last straws in different jobs in the past and i couldn't even say recall what they are but maybe there's like maybe each last straw is building a new stack and i've had the last straw of the last straws you know it's it's well i can't say 100 percent if i got fired this weekend from from going to a conference and calling in to, to work that i would i probably would be looking for a job but i don't know i can't say for sure this time um even though we're not anywhere near financially where i wanted to be when i quit my job because that's just not how i i think these things through and I make solid plans. And while I've loosened some of my original thoughts about where I would need to be before I would quit, we're not anywhere close to where I think I should be. Although the last time I got, I got my previous job before this one, I got fired. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to my career. And it could be the same situation here for all I know. Because when I lost that last job, it sent me into this job, which gave me at least the freedom over my own mind and what I listened to during the day think what you want about the job itself but like the ability just to learn things during the day while you work has been very it's been a great blessing for for me in my life and you know and this time if I got fired and I was even looking really hard for a job it would also kind of force me in this situation like burn the ship situation where I would have to go really hard at our personal business and could create some great change there so so that that being said I don't know so was there a point in in your life or at any one particular job or anything that you considered a last straw or you mean as far as the path we're on now the last straw that was like yes we need to focus more on being entrepreneurs or so i guess it's two questions i guess there's one and i don't even know if you've had that last straw like I think if you found the right job that made the right amount of money, I don't know. I don't know for you if it is the way it is for me. Yeah, Can you speak really to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Oh, man. Well, since we didn't get much prep for this episode, mm-hmm. I don't have, I guess, a really good eloquent answer. Um, I feel like I've been really lucky to have jobs that, although I'm not in total control of my time, I feel like they've always been mostly pretty understanding and flexible as far as right. getting into a situation like this where yeah. I could be denied time off. But yeah. I mean, they've just been totally different jobs mm-hmm. than you have. So Do you have yeah. a theoretical last straw in your mind? Like if X, Y, or Z were to happen, it'd be it, you'd be done? I mean, I feel like I've got a little fired up or I've gotten a little bit fired up about this situation it seems really ludicrous to me yeah so about my situation yes yeah Uh, like it's crazy because i remember what it was like for you having to hustle and cover other people being off all the time when you were brand new at the post office Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then i felt like you were overlooked all the time for your days off like that were just regular days off throughout the week oh yeah Um, oh yeah when i other people, your peers came in, they would have their random days off throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Basically, my management told me they'd schedule me a day off only if I answered my phone, if they called me, because they don't have to schedule me a day off. So basically, every time I had a day off, they would call me in. And if I ever were to stop answering my phone when they called, they were just going to schedule me seven days a week. That That's basically what they told me. Yeah. Which, yeah, so I don't know 
if maybe they recognize that you were also a better worker than some of the people that came in right when you did or what, but it, I just remember it being really weird. I don't really think weird. that was it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I was trying I was to a, give you some credit. I appreciate it. I was a, I was a really terrible worker for a while. I mean, not worker as far as what I put into it, just the outcome. <laughs> I just wasn't, it took me a while to catch on. Well, Anyway. Well, you've had a really flexible time with your oh, job. Yeah. So I think thankfully that's been a really, I, I think because I have such high empathy, I kind of am vicariously living through you and this, like your scenario mm-hmm. is one of my worst nightmares, I think. Of yeah. Like being, like having things booked, like plane, hotel, bus, ticket, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and knowing well in advance and then getting too. fucked in the ass yeah <laughs> so like and especially because you've given notice like it all right. just adds up right it is a nightmare so, scenario yeah. it's stupid yeah i'm like i said i'm a grown-ass man i'm a husband <laughs> i'm a father like someone shouldn't have to be dying for me to be able to get a day off i mean i shouldn't have to be right. vomiting on myself yeah but i don't know i think i've just had i've had negative experiences with work for sure i remember yeah but it's not i, I feel th- like you've had so i don't know if there was a singular event but i i mean in at least two of your jobs you got into a headspace where you couldn't take it anymore and i don't know if there were like i said a singular event i mean yeah, I think it's it's more little things adding up. Yeah. I mean, or coming to a realization. In this, in this, <laughs> in this what? uh, what's the correct word? In this analogy, those would be straws. <laughs> little things adding little up. Little straws. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I've had all kinds of little straws, but none of them felt like the last one. Okay. Like. So maybe does that that's. Still work? Yeah. Know. Well. So maybe. Well, but it also was different because it wasn't, I, I don't know, at those points in time too, since they were before any of this happened, there was nothing as exciting on the horizon for us other than just right. more work. Right, too. right, So I feel like having that mindset is also so different. Right. Like if, if we were not working on the land business, if you were in this situation now, well, first of all, we may not even be going or trying to go to, going to yeah. a conference in the Theoretically. first place. So, yeah. so you, we wouldn't even be worrying about that and you wouldn't even be worrying about taking the weekend off right? or, or what could come next. It's that butterfly effect. Like, yeah. So, yeah, and, and so thinking about the last straw in the context of our lives, it has multiple meanings. So it can be the last straw for the current job you're in. It could be the last straw for living the life of a person with a job. It could be the last straw that says, it's time for me to figure out plan B. So in, so there's Jim Rohn says that. Uh, he, Who is that? Jim Rohn is a motivational speaker. I highly suggest he's got a, a book a collection of talks on Audible uh, that I highly suggest. I, I can't think of the name of it offhand, but Jim Rohn, it's R-O-H-N. He's just a really great speaker, and what's the word I'm looking for? He's very inspirational. So, And he says that, so he, he emphasizes the importance of being disgusted. Um, so when you get to a point where you're disgusted with a certain either outcome in your life or a certain uh, behavior you have like that, can be a catalyst for great life change and 
So for me, when I think about the last straw, it's the point where you're so disgusted with your job or the way that your life is affected as uh, and as a side effect of having your job, that, that that feeling of being disgusted drives you to look for another way. And, you know, that that might not have been my initial way into to the, what we're doing now, but it can be definitely a way in and and you know for a lot of people listening that might be your motivation is i'm so disgusted with xyz with my job or you know the fact that i can't get a weekend off something like that that's the kind of last straw i'm talking about and i'm not necessarily here to give you advice but just to help you work work out things in your own mind like what kind of thing you don't have to like write it out on a piece of paper like if this ever happens i'm gone but you'll know it when you feel it and this is one of those things for me and i've had these in the past and they've the awful feeling i have has worn out over time but that's why i wanted to make this episode now because it's fresh again theoretically uh it's only theory <laughs> it's theoretical in case anybody from the post office listens to this i haven't told anybody we're doing a podcast yet but just in case i'll tell them after i quit theoretically <laughs> but well like i said but like i said it is uh I do consider it a family emergency. So if they want to explain to me why my subjective view of a family emergency is different from what it should be, then they can try to do that. But I don't think it's fireable offense now that I think about it because it's a family emergency. It is. Yeah. So I don't know. What, do you have anything like conceptually in your mind about what would be a last straw event? Or do you feel like it's already happened to you? Because I feel like maybe you don't have quite the burning fire to quit your job. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, you just got hired for a job, by the way, too. I did. We haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, full time starting the day after the Super Bowl and the day after we get back from uh, if, you know, if we the were conference. to actually go. Yeah. Like I said, for the rest of the, the episode, this, this is just a theory, but um, it, it's all alleged. <laughs> Yeah. So you, here we are on our podcast, When Can I Quit My Job? And uh, Liz is getting a new full-time job. Yeah. In a little over a week. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so I think part of that is, I actually was going to ask you about this the other night and didn't. And it was, if you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert, and, or no. an introverted extrovert. <laughs> I think I'm a, I'm a pick my spots kind of guy. I don't know. It's a it's a flaw of mine. So I don't like to I don't seek out new conversations with new people often. So I'm very extroverted. Seems like an introvert. <laughs> I'm very. I'd say I'm. I don't know if I'd say life of the party, but like when we get together with friends and stuff, I'm very extroverted at those points with yeah. people I know. But I'm also not first to go out and make an extreme effort to make new friends. So, so if you actually see him in real life, he probably won't talk to you. <laughs> That's just because I don't like most people. Yeah. No. Exactly. I, I think, no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I don't want to interrupt your point, but I'll, I can say more about that when you're done. Well, okay. So I don't feel like I'm a full extrovert. So I, I don't know if it's the... I think it's an extroverted introvert because for me, I do need my me time like without other people to recharge. So it's kind of about like, do you get energized from social situations or mm -hmm. not? I definitely do. Well, but I think like you said, it's situational and... Yeah. And I think part of that makes you a combo, not exactly one or the other. And same for me. 
Because mm-hmm. for me, there are things about my jobs that I like and I crave, which are new interactions with people that mm-hmm. you yourself just now just said, not really into that. So mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, I will miss that a bit. Like, I mean, I know we will still be interacting with a lot of people, but because it's new and I don't know what that's like, I know what's familiar and I would miss that. I mean, as far as I know, it might be exactly the same, but because I don't know, Mm -hmm. thinking about leaving different work environments, like that makes me feel like I will miss that part of it. Right. So like when you talk about that burning desire, I think it's because there's certain things like that that I would miss that I don't feel like you would miss. And that's kind of why the post office has been in a lot of ways such a great job. Well, Um, I think that's changed over time and I don't know if that's because of the jobs I've had or because of people I've worked with, but I feel like I always made great friends with coworkers and were friends outside of work up until up until I started working for my second to last job at the university, which I worked in a really small department with one other guy who is not my type of person. He was fine to work with, kind of. (laughs) But Yeah. But up until then, when it has been younger people I've been working with and retail scenarios and things like that, I feel like I've always made good friends and we've hung out outside of work and and things like that. So I don't know if it's just the type of jobs I've been working. I just never feel like you have a longing for it the same way I do. I don't mean you don't at all. Yeah. (laughs) But I I feel like it's very different. Well, I also feel like that I've been more intentional about thinking about who I'd like to be friends with and who I'd like us to be friends with and it's a different type of person that's going to be working at American Eagle or the post office it's you know it's someone more like-minded with where we're who we're trying to become and not where we are right now with our jobs you know because I mean I hate to say it at this point you know, as a 38 year old I mean it could be my career but I don't it's a career for most people I work with. It's my job. I mean, it's not my career. In mm-hmm. fact, today <laughs> today I was working with uh, probably one of the people who's been there the longest. She might have, I don't know, between five and ten years left to retire or something like that. Um, probably closer to five. And she and women who do what I do work at the post office are tough ladies. <laughs> but... <laughs> but she, oh, was putting on, she was putting on her, her winter garb because it was... I don't know, 10 degrees today or something like that when we went out there. And she was putting all her gear on and she looked at me and she's like, huh, you have 25 more years of this. And I looked back at her and I smiled and I said, I don't think I do. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, what? What? What are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. Not this for 25 years. Wow. That's great. But yeah, so... I don't know. And basically anyone there who has a degree is like either looking for upward mobility to do something else in the post office. None of them are going to stay there. And I remember when I first got hired in, and this this is a a flaw of myself, but I I looked around and I don't know if anybody when I came in else had a degree, but I was just like, I I don't know. Like I said, this is a flaw of myself, but I, I just, I felt a little better than them. And I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but I was like, these are not like my people, you know? And I'm like, this is not going to be my life. So, I mean, that's something I really have to work on. And So maybe it's partially that too, where I don't know. I, I may not have had that total opportunity like 
other than retail where I might be thinking, okay, yeah, this isn't my life is full-time retail, Mm -hmm. but the other full-time jobs that I've had. You could see yourself in long-term. Yeah, I've had that where definitely if like, you know, first week on the job, you're looking around and you don't feel a part of that community. Yeah, certainly. But you've had close to a handful of those jobs where you felt that way coming in. And what what job did you have that way, that feel that way about going out? Oh, yeah. Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean... So they woo yeah, you in the beginning. Yeah, right. But it, and it might just be the nature of those jobs, too, is what I'm saying. Because right. they also, like, nothing against the post office, but some of the, well, actually, probably, like, almost all my prior full-time jobs Mm -hmm. I mean they're looking for you to have to have a degree and I mean so it's just going to attract different people it's just a different industry totally right so oh sure yeah and a lot of the time jobs will try and woo you but in a lot of ways I mean that's kind of a I don't know a fun thing about the post office is they kind of just don't care like yeah they don't really need to woo you you just have to want to be there and get the pay and oh in my interview in my my interview, the postmaster at the time said, you're going to get shit on. And she's what? like, wow. She's like, yeah, you guys are like, you'll come in and you'll be the, the bottom, bottom mm-hmm. of the food chain. You're going to get shit on. No one's going to appreciate you and you're going to work every day. I was like, well, I, at least I know where I stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't sugarcoat it for you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, how about this? If, if, if you were telling, well, let's just take your youngest sister and let's say she was gonna start on a career path similar to yours you know i know she probably has different thoughts about what she wants to do with her career and stuff but you know if if you were gonna give her advice about she gets let's say she gets a job at some you know so-so place uh let's say a some kind of financial firm or something like that doing accounting would you have advice to her as far as like you need to get out when x happens x y or z happens or i don't know i i, I guess that's so hard because everybody's so different i yeah i mean because what i feel like so one of my other younger sisters was having a hard time at her previous full-time job and i felt like she put up with a lot so i wasn't going through that but i remember i don't so i don't remember actual details but I remember in the moment thinking, by now I'd be out of there. Yeah. So I so just you... have a lower tolerance or something. Or yeah. I don't, or it's just, everybody's just so different. So because of your empathy, do you feel like you kind of, in your own mind, putting yourself in your sister's shoe, thought that would have been the last straw? Yeah. But, I mean, so I can't recall the details, nor would I probably disclose them if I did. R- right. But, yeah. I, I mean, it just seemed like... <laughs> It's all. It's just all so different for everybody. And yeah. Like the different positions they hold, the different industries, like where you are in seniority, and like the information you get. Mm-hmm. Um, because in some ways, when you don't have a lot of power, you can remain blissfully unaware. Right. Um, for her, a lot of the issues came from that she had to work so clo- or closer with higher ups because that mm-hmm. was her place. Yeah, and so, and she's been compensated pretty well at her job since she graduated too so that's mm-hmm. another factor of course so i guess like i said there's the in my own mind there's the two types of last straw situations one is with your current job and one is working jobs so and i think do you know what i mean by that like me in the post office or me after 
I quit the post office ever going back to another job again. That's totally different scenarios. Mm-hmm. There's there's two there. So I think the I think it takes a different mentality to have the thought maybe it's just like more extremes like you get that last straw or you you get the straws building up like you said at your jobs or something maybe you feel trapped in your job because you need the income and it forces you to look outward so i don't know if it's like a certain type of person who has that last straw that's like it's time to start a plan b where i don't have a job anymore or you know what i mean do you do you think it's just the type of person or do you think any type of person put into the wrong scenario could be like how do i not have to do this anymore um okay so without thinking about it too in depth i don't think that people get put into situations where they're like how do i find a way not to work like i don't think just anybody could yeah i don't know i'd have to think on that maybe a little more but my knee-jerk reaction is that it more takes a certain type of person because traditionally that's what a lot of people know is that you work for the man. Yeah. I mean... I guess part of that, too, is... So there's... Your your network equals your net worth. So... And, you know, we know people who work for a living. They exchange their time for money. And our friends and family aren't really exposed to the people who, who don't do that. Who have alternative ways of bringing in money. So maybe it is almost like a class thing. Like... I'm not, maybe that's not the right way to say it, but like, you know, who your friends are. If you met even and had one good friend who uh, all the, you know, they, they didn't, they don't have a job, but they have multiple streams of income and that's how they make their living. It'd be a lot easier if you'd be like, well, how do you do that? What, you know, what, you know, and we don't have those friends. So we're yet. Right. Um, So maybe we're the exception, but it's maybe just not something that crosses your mind because you're like, well, I should just get either a raise or a job that makes more money and then I'll have more money and we'll be better off. Yeah, I'll just get another job. So, yeah, I don't think everybody has a last straw that is like they're done not working for someone else. Like, I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, but frankly, there should be because we need more entrepreneurs. Yeah, you're right. And there probably are some out there. It's just scary to do it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't have advice to give. But I don't know if it's helpful to think ahead of time of if this were to happen then. But, you know, I don't I don't know the advice to give if I were to give advice. Well, you know, I still work at the post office and you're getting ready to have a full time job. So maybe we're not the ones to give the advice. But all I know is how I feel about it. And maybe if you're listening to this, you already. I think so. I would just say just try and listen to yourself like what you're thinking just yeah. like try and reflect on it if something is bothering you yeah um, and just think think it through and talk about it with people that you trust and know and just make sure you i don't know nurture that in your thoughts and like don't just so maybe that's the sappy part of me that's like don't yeah. just shove them aside but when like something like this for you that obviously bothers you like you know comes your way right i mean like you said your instinct after thinking about it was kind of well maybe i can use this flame to ignite what i really want to do now granted Positive we've change. known that but like yeah yeah i think it's just important to really note what it is you're thinking right and just kind of yeah. honor that and and so that's kind of the maybe the more emotional side and for me i guess 
the intellectual side is, well, obviously you can't just quit your job and say you're done, you know, do a little research, even if it's just listening to podcasts, which is what I did, you know, maybe we can help you a little, but, you know, listen to the podcast we suggest to you about certain subjects. There are so many ways you can listen to uh, the Cash Flow Ninja by MC Lobster. He has a different cash flow investing person on his show every day and it's hundreds and hundreds of them. So, you know, listen to that for a couple of weeks and find one that resonates with you. I'm pretty sure Mark Podolsky was on there too. And then do a little investigating. You know, it, you can get some kind of plan put together in just a month or two, especially if you go really deep into it or, you know, you listen. Like for me, in my work, I can listen to five or six hours a day worth of this stuff. So for me, I could probably have a solid plan in two weeks. But, you know, for most people, I don't know if you're listening to this on a commute or something, but I just say, you know, have some kind of plan, have some kind of way out. And if you're patient enough and your job doesn't suck too bad, you can start doing it while you're working a lot of times. So I guess I do have a little bit of advice, but... Um, but we're still learning all the time and need and seek advice. So, absolutely. Which is what this is all about. Oh, yeah. We're lifetime lear- learners and there's, there's a shitload I don't know about a lot of things. So I think that pretty much, that's, that's a good representation of our... Th- Thoughts and feelings on that. Um, and next time we're gonna we're gonna talk about how uh, life as budding entrepreneurs and our marriage, mm, yeah. how, how that all works together. So um, wait, yeah, we are married, by the way. Yeah, I think I said that yeah. when I when I said um, my lovely wife. So yeah. in case this, this is not a uh, this is not a um, a stage persona, we're actually mm-hmm. married. Yep. So um, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, tune in next time when uh, we talk about how that works for us.